0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. I'm Jamison. I'm the genius getting you set for your fantasy drafts. That's right. We are officially in draft season with the season a couple weeks away from taping this podcast. We are two weeks away from the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs kicking off the NFL season. So that means we are just in the the thick of things for drafts. If you listen to my view on when to to do drafts, it's right around Labor Day weekend. We want to have it much information out there as possible so we can prepare for our drafts. And I think this year is a year that we really want to make sure we're having our drafts later as possible just to make sure we have all the information, whether it be injuries, whether it be news, whatever the information is, we have everything lined up in front of us so we can help dominate those leagues on draft night because that's where you're going to win your leagues. You're going to win your leagues on draft night. It may not be your first or second pick. It's going to be those deeper picks. You're also going to have to make make sure you keep track of waiver Wire. But that draft night is where we officially start to possibly win those leagues. You don't want to fail early. You don't want to fail late. You want to have a consistent draft, and that's where we're going to get you set to help you dominate those leagues on draft night. This podcast, we're going to continue on with our divisional series. Talk uh, This time, we're going to break down the AFC South on who I like coming out of division as well as who I do like to target on those four teams in fantasy. And is there anybody on those teams that I'm looking to... Uh, it's kind to of avoid in terms of fantasy I'll give you my viewpoint and also kind of give you viewpoints of different strategies of different ways of, of uh, different leagues If there's standard leagues there's PPR leagues there's best ball whatever the league is I'll kind of give you my viewpoint on what those teams best options are for those style of play before we jump into the podcast, get out, get our Instagram and Twitter out of the way. If you've not followed us on Instagram, we are at Fantasy underscore, underscore. and on Twitter, we are at Fansports_Genius. And our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. We have our draft kit available, 1995, redraft, dynasty, whatever league you're in. We have plenty of information ready for you to dominate those drafts. And our mastermind chat, weekly, monthly, full season packages available. If you have any questions on either or both, give us a, a shout out on Twitter or Instagram. And we're happy to answer those questions that might help you become part of the genius mob and dominate those leagues. As we talk about today's podcast, it's going to be about the AFC South. Uh, We finished up the AFC East, finished up the AFC North. Now we move on to the AFC South. Who do I think is going to come out of this division? I think this division is going to be a very tight race between three teams. I think Jacksonville is going to be a team that we're going to likely see on the rebuild mode for the next couple years. And I think they have a lot of holes to fill in that team. But I think Houston, Tennessee, and Indianapolis is going to be in a nice little battle between the three teams to win this division. Do I think anybody's division is in the same caliber of Baltimore or Kansas City? I do not think that's the case right now. I think uh, Houston does have a decent offense. I I think they have a sneaky good offense that can put up points in a hurry, but I think their defense, even with J.J. Watt, there is going to be um, a skeptical kind of defense. I think they're they're going to give up a lot of points, a lot of a lot of yards, which is going to force their offense to put up points and yards as well, which is what we love about fantasy. For that, the Tennessee Titans, I think we're going to also see a little more of a passing team from, from this team. In years past, we've seen them dominate the ground with Derrick Henry, but I think we're going to see more of a passing option just because of what the landscape's going to look like. And I think this team's not going to be as good as it was last year in terms of running the ball and kind of getting the 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 tough yards that way and we've seen their defense kind of struggle last couple years compared to what they were uh, a few years back and the Colts new quarterback uh, likely a new a new kind of offense we'll have to see what they have but I I see all three of these teams the Texans, Titans, and Colts all being right there. It's going to be likely who gets hot late in the year, who's going to be able to kind of make a run late in the season to win this division. I have the Texans winning it at 9-7 and seven with both Tennessee and Indianapolis at 8-8, eight and, eight, and the Jaguars at 3-13, and 13, which they may be in the running for Trevor Lawrence, um, which is a player that a lot of teams would love to have. I think he has a lot of Patrick Mahomes in him, so we know the league is kind of, league is kind of moving to a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson type of play, um, the, the way the quarterback plays the position I think Trevor Lawrence is the next wave of that level of player breaking down team by team starting off let's let's start off with the Houston Texans if you're in best ball leagues, I think it's a, just as I talked about earlier uh, in, in an earlier podcast with the Baltimore Ravens, I love double stacking with this team. The, the, the Baltimore Ravens may be one of the elite double stacks with uh, Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, and Mark Andrews, but I think the Houston Texans is just as dominant, um, and, and and they may, may be more of a sneaky option with Deshaun Watson, Brandon Cooks, and Will Fuller. I absolutely love that double stack in best ball leagues. I think there's a very good chance that on a, any given week, Cooks and or Fuller, Fuller go off, which means if you double stack this team, you're having a nice combination on a weekly basis for the most part with Cooks and Fuller. Yes, there is a chance for injury. We know Cooks and Fuller both have the injury past where they can't stay healthy for an entire season, but if both players can't stay healthy, I think the sky's the limit for both of them in this offense. And, I, and a lot of people are worried about with DeAndre Hopkins gone from Houston, is Deshaun Watson going to be the same type of quarterback? I think Watson is going to be found. I, I have him as my number three overall quarterback this year and I think there's a chance that he can kind of maybe even push his way up to one of the one or two if he if, if, if everything lines up and he has a full season from cooks full season from fuller gets a little production out of his tight end and we see david johnson return to what david johnson was in arizona early and during his prime years i can definitely see deshaun watson pushing for possibly the number one quarterback at the end of the year but i have a number three i'm not worried about no hopkins i actually do like this offense quite a bit Speaking of David Johnson, he's talking about maybe uh, pushing for a 1000 thousand season, which means 1,000 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards. If that's the case, he's going to blow his value out of, the, out of the water from where he's being at, at where his average draft position is. I don't know how many shares I'm going to have him in, in, in my redraft league just because of the strategy I'm going with, but I think David Johnson is a fine option in all formats, and I really like him in, in best ball league because I think we are going to see those big blow-up games from D- David Johnson, and you want to make sure you have those in best ball. So I do like uh, quite a bit this Houston offense. I don't like the tight end position. Uh, Darren Fells, Jordan Atkins, Kaelin Waring, I don't see much out of that production. I think it's going to be much more out of the backfield and wide receivers. And I don't hate the idea of going Duke Johnson as well as a late round sleeper. Just in case something does happen to David Johnson, maybe you get a Duke Johnson. Cause Duke is a, is, about, is a similar type of, like a lesser version of David Johnson, but they both can do the same thing on the field as uh, the running back in Houston. Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, I think both of them are in play as well, but they're more in play for me if something were, were to happen to Cooks or Fuller. So they're a, uh, a late-round stash at best-case scenario, in my opinion. I don't hate Cobb for best ball. Um, like I said, just in case something does happen to Cooks or Fuller, Cobb is going to step into that num- number one, number two role, possibly, and we know he can have big gains from his time in Green Bay. As for the defense in Houston, the defense goes as J.J. Watt goes. If J.J. Watt is hurt, uh, this defense is not very good. If J.J. If Watt is healthy, this defense is decent. I don't think there's anything special about the defense, even with J.J. Watt, so I'm likely going to have zero shares. But um, if we're talking about DFS throughout the season and we see that J.J. Watt is out of the game, the Texans' defense is one of the teams you want to target, especially against the pass, as we saw last year, throughout the 2019 season. Next up, the Colts. Uh, they bring in Phillip Rivers. He replaces J- Jacoby Brissett. At first, um, I wasn't too high on T.Y. Hilton. I thought, I thought T.Y. Hilton might be the lost in the shuffle with Philip Rivers, the way he likes to use a running back, the way he likes to use a slot receiver, the way he likes to use his tight end position. I was a little worried about T.Y. Hilton, but the more and more I think about it, he might be a little bit, little better version of Keenan Allen um, that, that Rivers had all those time end end for the Chargers. But being that he does like his running backs, slot receivers, and tight end, I do like Paris Campbell. I think Campbell is better this year than Michael Pittman. I think Pittman is the better option for Dynasty Leagues. But I think for 2020, I do like Campbell a little bit more than Pittman, just because Campbell is going to likely play the slot receiver role in Indianapolis. And Jack Doyle, I think Jack Doyle is in for a big year, because we know Rivers loves to use his tight end, as he did with Antonio Gates, as he did with Hunter Henry in in uh, in. For the Chargers, I think Jack Doyle's in for a nice year, and we know Jack Doyle does have talent um, as long as he can stay healthy, which has been an issue with him the last couple of years. I think Trey Burton's another player you might want to keep an eye on throughout the season. He's likely not a draft pick unless you're in a deep, deep league, but he's definitely a player that I'm going to keep an eye on, especially if something happens to Doyle. Um, Trey Burton is an option that you may, might be able to use as a bye week replacement, especially if he has some sort of a role in this offense. As for the ground game, I think Jonathan Taylor is the best of the backs, but I don't trust the amount of time he's going to be used in this offense. He's not a great pass catcher. We know Rivers loves to use running backs out of the backfield as pass catchers. That has me a little more on, on, on Naheem Hines. Yes, he was a kind of a, uh, a, a bust last year. He wasn't. He didn't do quite what some thought he might do in this offense last year. But I think what, with what Phillip Rivers does, I think I do like Hines this, this year quite a bit as the pass catching back in this offense. And if this team is going to play from behind quite a bit, which I think they might do this year, I do think Hines might get a little more run than Taylor does. I'm just not sold on Taylor getting the workload from Indianapolis like some people think he will he is probably the best back yes he's definitely better than mack in my opinion but the team still wants to use mack in the offense we know hines is going to have an involvement in this offense which is going to limit the upside of taylor and i'm not willing to use the draft pick that he's being used in your average adps this year Unlikely we'll have zero shares of rivers even though i kind of like the offense and i kind of think this offense could be sneaky get sneaky decent this year i'm not very high on philip rivers and going back to T.Y. Hilton, the closer we get to draft, as the weeks move along, he's moving more and more up my draft board. Um, as I talked about, I was not very high on him earlier, so if, you, if you've if you not checked out my rankings, if you're part of our, uh, our uh, uh, draft kit purchasers, make sure you check out our draft kits because I have upped T.Y. Hilton in my rankings quite a bit since the very beginning. Jacksonville Jaguars, I talked about, I think they're going to be much more of a team that's going to be on the rebuild mode as we move forward. I think they're definitely in the, the scenario where we may see them... Uh be one of the worst teams in football which puts them right in there for the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes so this means it's going to be Gard Minshew's year to prove that he is the starting quarterback if they know Minshew's is the option for this team moving forward they can go another route at quarterback this year and not have to go after Trevor Lawrence but if they find out Minshew is not the answer and they are one of if not the worst team in football then they need to make sure that they are they need to go away from Minshew, so this is going to be a very big year for Minshew to, sh- to prove that he is the, uh, the quarterback of the future for this Jags team. Love his swag, love what he does, off- I mean, lo- lo- love the way he ca- carries himself. He has plenty of swag, play, uh, p- plenty, of, uh, plenty of confidence in his game, but can you put it onto the field as well? That's where it's going to be fine. Uh, all the swag in the world isn't- doesn't mean anything if you can't put it together on the football field. Leonard Fournette, he's a player that I think we might look at as a player that might and might not be in this offense. I think there's a legit shot that he might get cut before the season starts, but I also think it might be tough for Jacksonville to cut him at the same time because of what this team needs, but I definitely think there's a shot that he might, if they can find the right person to take him off their hands, he might be a trade option before the deadline, which would open things up for Rykel Armstead, especially as a young running back, seeing what they have in the the young running back if they don't have Fournette anymore. And Chris Thompson there, um, as, as a pass catcher, we know Jags are going to be down quite a bit. They're going to be down big. Um, They're going to be playing from behind in most games. So Chris Thompson might not be a bad option in your deep leagues as a pass catching back. Fournette, he's kind of one of those players I think is if you draft him in the third round, you're drafting for mediocre for your team. I don't see a tremendous amount of upside for him. I think he's a blah kind of player for fantasy. Um, he doesn't do much. Last year, yes, he, he had quite a few pass catches last year, but I don't think he's going to have the same kind of role this year um, for this offense. I think that this offense is also going to want to see what they have with the youth of this team. So I think Leonard Fournette is a, a void for me in fantasy just because I'm not willing to use a third-round pick on a player that I don't think has uh, as much upside as some of the other players that you might be able to get in the third round. If you look at like, L- Leonard Fournette compared to James Conner, I'd absolutely love to go James Conner, as, as you heard in, in the past podcast. I'm a big fan of Conner this year in 2020. Leonard Fournette will be fine. I think he's fairly safe, but I don't think the upside is quite there for what you want in a third-round pick, in my opinion. At wide receiver, DJ Shark, obviously the number one role. <clears throat> As for 2020, I think it's going to be D.D. Westbrook, but I think eventually it's going to be Le- Leviscus Chenault. I love this kid coming out of college. I thought it was a great pickup for the Jaguars, and I think if you're in Dynasty Leagues, he is probably the one that I'm going to target of all the receivers in Dynasty Leagues because of where you're going to be able to draft them. Um, DJ Shark still going to be the number one, but I think uh, for average draft position for Dynasty Leagues, give me Chenault over Shark in my opinion. And at the tight end position, I think it's Tyler Eifert uh, is, is a decent option for best ball leagues. That's about as far as I'm going to go um, as, as a late pick in in uh, best ball leagues because we know he does catch touchdowns. We know he catches them in bunches at times as he did it in Cincinnati. If he does catch a couple touchdowns in a game, that kind of – exceeds value. He's like to be in your roster, so I don't hate the idea of going Eifert late in drafts as like a third tight end in best ball, but that's about as far as I'm going to go for Eifert or anybody on the Tennessee Titans tight end position. Um, we can look at DJ Shark in all formats. We can look at D.D. Westbrook as a late sleeper in PPR leagues. Um, we can obviously look at LaVisca Le- Le- Chenault in PPR leagues um, late as a, as a flyer. Love him in dynasty leagues, but I think redraft leagues, he might be a little iffy. Uh, just because I don't know what kind of uh, uh, is is it going to be Shark, Westbrook and then Chenault? Is it going to be Shark, Westbrook Conley, then Chenault? We just don't know the exact why. I I, I think he has looked good and we're hearing good things coming out of camp, but when they get playing in the game, how much is is he going to be on the field, especially to start the season? That's another question. So I definitely love him for Dynasty Leagues, but I don't know how much I'm going to have him in redraft leagues. I do love DJ Shark with his connection with Minshew from last year. And as a running back I talked about, I'm not going to have any shares likely of Leonard Fournette. If he falls to the fourth round, I will take him. I think that, that, that he won't fall to the fourth round. But other than the than fourth round, I don't like uh, taking him in the third round, which is where he's being uh, looked at in most leagues right now. And I'm not going to have very many shares of guard Minshew as well. I don't, I'm, I'm not sold on Minshew as the answer to this team. I think Minshew is a decent player. I think he's a um, a, a player that can kind of get you by, but I don't think there's any upside, any Um, legit future for him. I think this is going to be a team that's going to be in the uh, Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, and that's the kind of thing that I think this team wants is they, they need to have a player that they can see leading this team, and I don't know if that's Minshew right now in my opinion. And then finally, we finished off with the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Last year, they were a great team on the ground. Derrick Henry, phenomenal. Um, the only thing that I, that I do not like about Henry is his PPR upside is, is limited. Doesn't catch the ball as much as maybe he should or, or can catch the ball. Um, the team does not use him in the, as a pass catcher much in, in, the, in their games. So I think in standard leagues, he's a phenomenal play, obviously a top-four pick, in my opinion, in standard leagues. But if you're talking PPR leagues, I'm not willing to use a first-round pick on Henry. And you know someone in your league likely will use a first-round pick, so I'm not going to have any shares of Henry in my leagues. Even if he falls to the second round, I don't know how, how, how much I'm going to go just because I like to have uh, more upside in the pass-catching game for my receivers. There's a lot of other receivers. Yes, this could, this could burn me. Henry could have another monster year like it's had the last couple years i just don't like the idea of using a first round pick on henry for the limited uh number of touches he gets in the passing game and i think this tennessee team is going to be a a little more of a passing team than they were last year i think the team's gonna be down a little more than they were last year last year they played with a lead quite a bit um i think Tannehill, aj brown Corey davis and johnny smith are all in play in all formats aj brown is uh a star in the making. I think he's going to improve on what he did last year as a rookie. Last year he did phenomenal. This year I think he's going to be even be better. And remember, most wide receivers uh, it's not until year three that they truly break out. And I think A.J. Brown broke out last year. He's going to break out again this year. And there's a chance he even does it next year. So I think the sky's the limit for A.J. Brown. The guy's a phenomenal player on the field. Uh, the way he can get the ball, get open, the way he is a physical receiver. He also can do the end rounds as well. I think there's a few more end rounds in his forecast for the 2020 season. I think Corey Davis is another player that we want we, that we want to keep a look out um late in drafts as well and absolutely love johnny smith especially if the, uh if he's gonna be one of the later tight ends taken um i don't hate the idea of maybe uh taking a uh a hayden hurst earlier and then going John U. smith as a backup tight end uh, but i think johnny smith is gonna be uh finished the year as a startable tight end on a weekly basis and ryan Tannehill, i think Tannehill is gonna be a sleeper tight end as a uh, quarterback as well uh, T- Tannehill is going to be a player that maybe a lot of people don't want to draft because of this offense. But as I said, I think the Tennessee Titans' passing game is going to be a little more improved than it was in twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty is going to be a little more of a passing team for Tennessee, in my opinion. If we're looking at a best player in this division, it's most likely Deshaun Watson. But uh, but. It- as my rule, I don't like to put that uh, for a quarterback position. I like to pick a running back, wide receiver, or a tight end. I think it's uh, A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown is, is going to be the best player in this division. I think A.J. Brown has top five wide receiver upside if everything goes his way. I do have him as a top, I think, 15 play this year in my rankings. Absolutely love A.J. Brown this year. And I think the upside is through the roof for Brown with this offense, with uh, with Ryan Tannehill. So I have A.J. Brown as my top player in this division. You can give it maybe to Will Fuller if he stays healthy for the entire season in Houston because we know he has a tremendous upside. He has a tremendous connection with – Um, Deshaun Watson, but due to to his past history of health, I give my top play to A.J. Brown of the Titans for this division. And as for uh, maybe a bust of this team, I'm going to stay with the same team, and I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. I think where you're going to be taking Henry in drafts, he's not going to return the value that you would want out of a first-round pick. And all that has to do with his limited pass catching abilities. If this team's not playing with, his, uh, with the lead as much as they did last year, maybe those carries are uh, dipped down a little bit. Maybe Darrington Evans steals a few carries here and there. Maybe A.J. Brand- Brown steals a carry here and there on the end of the rounds. I just think the upside of Henry is kind of limited a little bit in the pass-catching pass game. If you're in standard leagues, he's not a bust. But in PPR leagues, I have Henry as my potential bust of the division. And that's only due to the fact that he's going to not be returned the first-round value. I'm not saying that he's going to be a bust in total meaning, not do anything in the season. I think he's going to have a great year. I just don't think it's first-round value type of season. That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you guys had a fantastic day. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Make sure you pay attention. Tomorrow I will be talking about the AFC West who's coming out of that division. So make sure you pay, keep an eye out for our Instagram page on when the uh, podcast is up and going. If you have not done so already, please give us a follow at Genius is our, is our Twitter hander. Twitter Handle at underscore, genius underscore is our Instagram handle. It's not too late to become part of the Genius Mob or to purchase our 2020 draft kit. Be part of the community that is ready to dominate their drafts on draft night. We also have a package available for our Mastermind Chat. It's available in weekly, monthly, full-season packages. If if you have any questions, make sure to ask those questions. This year is an uncertain type of year, so Mastermind Chat might be something you might be interested. Within 24 hours, you'll get your your questions answered 100% of the time. Most likely will be within an hour or two, and I'll be available up until kickoff if there's any of those late scratch roster moves that you need to make. If you're part of our mastermind chat, those questions will be answered as well. One-on-one access with yours truly via text message regarding all things fantasy football. Join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020. Thanks for the listen and let's dominate those leagues. Be safe and have a great day.